0: Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor, get mad at people who don't understand that there's greatness later to come. My name is Keisha.
1: And I'm Rachel.
0: And she didn't know I was going to do all that. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Because this is the volume. This is the volume where it's like, you all left before it got great again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, Because we are... Beginning volume four today, which, oh, holy shit. Are we excited to talk about this wonderful, wonderful volume, which for people who pieced out during season two or volume three, they never got to see this show reach some really great heights. Yes. And this episode's like the perfect uh, example of that. It's so fucking good.
1: I watched it earlier in the message, Keisha, all like, ooh, this was a good one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I just finished watching it and the whole time I was just like, ooh, like for like every third thing. So mm-hmm. we're pretty excited. Um we don't have any new news this week. Uh I guess Zachary Quinto's not <laughs> announcing any more projects. Uh <laughs> shit. Yeah, so I guess we're just gonna get right into it. Uh Rachel, you kick things off though.
1: Alright, so we are on season three, episode fourteen. clear and present danger and we get no previously at the beginning of the episode it just goes right in and we go right into a phone ringing and who is this phone answered by but tracy interesting choice to start off the uh volume Mm. and it's the governor calling and he's like are you seeing what's on the tv right now we can't hear him but we're kind of like guessing what they're talking about from what tracy's talking about So she turns the TV on and who is on the TV right now, but Nathan being interviewed, you know, about his new role as the chairman of the Senate Commission on Homeland Security. And apparently he's been making a lot of visits to the White House lately. And everyone wants to know what it's all about. And he's all like, oh, it's, you know, don't worry about it. Or like, you know, we're just, we're worried about everyone's safety. And it's like our top priority, right?
0: Yeah, it's classified
1: and tracy's all like yeah i don't know what all this is about i haven't seen him in like two months so two months since the we last left them and as tracy's walking around after she hangs her phone up she notices the window in her bathroom is open which that's kind of weird and she goes to lock it and then suddenly we get confronted by a man in a ski mask all in black carrying a gun and she tries to freeze him but it doesn't work and then she's surrounded by men of this, of the this similar nature. And it's just like, okay, what is happening? And she's like, what, well, you want me to beg? I don't beg for anyone. And then another guy just comes up and tranks her with this, like, weird tranquilizer um, taser thing.
0: It's like a taser dart? But like, yeah. Well, yeah, it's They're the weird. dart.
1: Later on, they get, like, a handheld version. It's, like, weird.
0: It's, like, combination, yeah.
1: Yeah. And they glove her hands up and, and um, cuff her up. And the man takes off his mask, and we have not met him on the show yet, but get used to this face. This is uh, Danko. <laughs> we don't know his name yet. He's also known as the Hunter. Uh, this is played by Jelko um Ivenik. Yay! And he is a delight for the whole season.
0: We love Emil Danko. <laughs> well,
1: we do. We do.
0: He's such an ass, but we love him. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so this is Danko, and he makes a phone call, and he's like... Tell Petrelli we've got the first one. So, oh boy. Ooh, shiros.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's popping off from the stuff we saw in the little, like, tease after villains concluded where he was in the, uh, in the car with the president. Like, yeah. It's taken this two months, happening.
1: but seems, bleh, things are in motion.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it takes a minute to get them all, like, kitted up and everything. Uh, so
1: recruit your team and whatnot.
0: Yeah. So I mean, there's just a there's a lot here, man. Like not only with like their outfits and their tactics, like they're ready for these people. Mm -hmm. That's scary. That is really scary in the way that Nathan clearly just gave them everything they would need to target certain individuals, and all the shit he's saying on TV is terrifying as well. By the way. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I wrote down so much of it, like... Go
1: for it, because I didn't. I was just like, you know...
0: <laughs> I didn't write down, like, all of it, but he's being very vague about the so-called very serious threat they're dealing with, mm-hmm. and the interviewer is, like, concerned that his activities are going to lead to the taking away of civil liberties. Mm,
1: yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: Nathan's just like, hmm, that's all classified, though. Like, I can't talk about it. Just trust that we're protecting you. We're doing this for the common good kind of thing. And yeah. Like, no, I don't trust you! And then... <laughs> The interviewer brings up the fact that after he survived his assassination attempt, that he said he was on a mission from God. And he asked if that was still true. And Nathan basically says, yes, he says, I'm a God-fearing man. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, this is like the worst thing possible. Everyone's <laughs> fucked. I know that interview is like, oh, no, 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 no. It's so cringe. It's like, what the hell? Yep. But not out of character at all, mm-hmm. not not in, not in the least. I, I won't I won't be here for any of that. So
1: not in the slightest. Yep.
0: Mm-mm.
1: We get some at top all? quality chefs kiss Nathan in this episode. So
0: oh, and, and that's the thing is like we do we get oh I fucking hate him so much. But like that's him. Mm-hmm. That's the guy. Like oh anyway, we have so much more to talk about. We do. <laughs> like oh, I can't get bogged down yet.
1: So, let's go to Japan and we're with Hero and Ando, of course. And Hero has a surprise for Ando. He bought what used to be an old firehouse for their new their new their new lair. <laughs> Whee! And yeah, it's going it's their headquarters. And Hero even got him a spandex costume that is like silver with a red lightning bolt on it.
0: Oh my god, that costume is such trash. <laughs>
1: And I was like, I would rather be caught dead with that costume. No, thank you. And Ando's looking around. He's like, Yeah, this is all great, but like, Hero, you know what you're doing because you don't have powers anymore. You just want to live through me now. And besides, like, he's only got like his supercharged weird power. But like, Hero's like, No, you can do it. You know, you're meant to be a hero. This is your journey now. And Hero also got him the like Ando mobile, which is a motorcycle and a helmet. I love it. And he's like, this is great. The helmet's got two ACOMs. This is my, like, computer. He's got, like, a bunch of computers set up. He says he's going to be, like, on the computer.
0: Yeah, it's like their Batcave.
1: And he's putting the password in. He's like, I got a top secret password. And Ando's like, let me guess. I don't get to know. Can I get a hint? And he's like, all right. It is someone very important to me. That's the password. And then he's like, okay, so now I'm going to be able to see wherever you are because of the GPS device. And he's like, what GPS device? And he just, like, stabs him in the arm and injects him with, like, a GPS chip
0: i love it it's
1: like isn't this great i did it for me earlier see and Ando's like what the fuck dude <laughs> and he's just like yeah you know what i'm i'm out for right now and he takes the motorcycle and just speeds on off so that's how hero nando and are doing right now
0: <laughs> i love it he's fully got like a little tracker chip gun like they have in the company it's probably the same fucking prop mm-hmm. like damn
1: just no Just and just, poof, just shoots it and he's like yeah. what the
0: hell i love it because like we as the audience fully can see him hiding it behind his back when he goes over doing mm-hmm. it's so great oh such such fun because yeah if you recall uh hero ain't got powers no more yeah at the moment he uh he was zapped by arthur so
1: he was rescued by daphne and ando
0: yeah so we are in a whole new world for, for Hiro Nakamura in this, you know, setting right now. Whole new uh, dynamic between him and Ando.
1: Mm-hmm. The tables have turned.
0: They have. The turns have tabled. Um, yeah. So I, <laughs> I I love that he's just like, oh, you know, I had the, the city sell us this. Because if you recall, also, Hero's loaded. Mm-hmm. So he can, like, do things like build a bat cave. Um Yeah. Fun, fun little little jaunt over in Japan. A lighthearted moment for what is not a very light episode. Yep. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, how's it going in New York?
0: Well, um, we see there is a man who's been in a really bad accident, and he's being tended to by a couple of paramedics. And wish you look at that. One of the paramedics is our good old friend, Peter Petrelli. He's got a new job. So... In the two months since the, you know, big confrontation between him and Nathan and everything that happened with Pinehurst, he's trying to get back to normal. And he's working on trying to save this victim of this accident. He refuses to call it. His partner's like, he's dead. You know, like, we, we did what we could. It's, you know, it's a lost cause. I'm sorry, but you gotta stop. And Peter is really bitter about this. He is mad that he... Couldn't have been faster to get the guy before he bled out. uh, That he couldn't have been stronger to help him when he was pinned into the car. Like, just, yeah, just having real, like, FOMO, I guess, for not having ability (laughs) as as, as strong as he used to. Because, again, he can't, he's not a super sponge anymore. He's just, like, a one-and-done kind of guy. It's just whoever he last had contact with, that's the ability he had, so... If he doesn't have contact with somebody who's fast or strong or whatever, then he's just normal. So it's in theory easy for him to just go about having a regular gig again, just being a regular person. But I mean, come on. <laughs> like with with who he knows and what he's connected to, like he can never just walk away. It's not gonna be something that he's allowed. So mm-hmm. But right now, he's just going through it, having to just be a regular person, and, um, yeah. So, fun, fun little moment.
1: I think even though we talked about it before, like, his mm-hmm. ability what where it stands now, I don't think we knew on the show yet.
0: Yeah, they haven't been, like, incredibly clear, have they? They're very Mm-mm. clear in this episode, what it what it is now. Yes,
1: because he gets asked about that later on in the episode, so, yeah. But eh, that's what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. No use drawing it out. You get, like, an well, answer right know, away. Yeah,
0: it's like, that's the thing. Is it's like, this is what his ability is now. May as well be clear about it. He has the ability of whoever he last had contact with. hmm So. They have a lot of fun over the next two volumes with that. Oh, yes. Because he's like a Swiss Army Peter. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he can do anything, but, you know, only one thing at a time. So...
1: Gotta make good choices.
0: <laughs> Gotta make good choices, exactly. He has to really reconsider his uh, defensive techniques, really. And offensive. Mm-hmm. Like, whole new world for him, too. But, uh, yeah, he's not the only person chilling in New York at the moment. Um, we see the Petrelli... Is it the brownstone or the mansion?
1: One of, the- one of
0: them. <laughs> I have so many houses. Fucking rich people. Okay, so... Claire is at one of the Petrelli residences, and there's there's college brochures, like, all over the floor. And Angela comes into the scene, and we learn, through their conversation, that Claire went and got her GED. So, it's like, she's done. She graduated high school. She's done. We're not doing high school for Claire anymore. And so... She's staying with Angela, and they're, you know, supposed to be getting her into school, into starting college. And uh, she's like, your father and I have discussed it at length, that this is the right thing to do. And I love her just being like, which one? (laughs) And Angela just not even taking that for a minute and being like, both of them. (laughs) We all recognize your weird situation, Claire, but both of them. And so it's the whole struggle of... Everyone wants Claire to go be normal again. And Claire is the one who's fully just like, no, that's not possible. It- it's the whole struggle that they deal with on the show over and over. It's like, these people aren't normal. And they've been through things that aren't normal. And they can never be normal again. Mm-hmm. So she has a real bee in her bonnet over Siler. She she knows that somehow he survived and he's not dead from the uh, the fire. And Angela is like, no, we watched Primatech burn to the ground. They found dental remains. It's game over. You know, he's done. And Claire doesn't believe it. She's been digging around. She thinks he's killing again. She thinks that her dad has been going on his quote unquote business trips to try to deal with it and is trying to hide it from her and, you know, the rest of the family. She found an article talking about a man who went missing in Memphis. And when you know they went to try to find him there was just a absolute like room filled with salt water and that's all they could find like that's the only kind of trace of this guy and so she's like somehow siler's involved they know it and angela's like no dude we're done with that like prime attack pinehurst the company it's all over that's done we're not doing that anymore and claire is just like you know what fine You don't want to help me. That's fine. I can do this on my own. I can track him down all by myself. No one else is going to help me. I know he's still out there. He needs to be dealt with. I guess it's going to be me. So that's where Claire's at. (laughs) But uh, yeah, if the missing men in Memphis thing sounds familiar, it should, because that was one of the graphic novels we mentioned in last week's episode.
1: Yeah, the Under the Bridge graphic novel. Yep. Mm
0: -hmm. So such an interesting thing for a graphic novel storyline to really be like front and center for a character on the show she mentions it several times
1: <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. claire's the new mohinder mm-hmm. she's got yeah. siler on the brain and she's gonna do everything she can to like stop him because she thinks he's not dead and like her oh excuse to angela being like we saw him die she's like I- i'm surprised she didn't say i saw him die before he died in kirby yes. Yes. And yet he was still alive, and that was before he had her ability.
0: That's the thing, right? Like, who better than Claire would know what they can live through?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fire? Pish. <laughs> that's nothing. Dental remains? He could just grow new teeth. like hmm
1: If there even were dental remains.
0: Uh, yes, that's true, too. Because, you know, Angela, I don't know if you know this about her, but um,
1: she a damn liar. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Claire ain't got no tingle detection.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that handy-dandy power. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so everyone's struggling to, you know, put Claire back in her normal box, and uh, that's just not how it's going to be, so. That's probably going to cause a lot of conflict later on, I dare say, mm-hmm. her two dads <laughs> and Angela. <laughs> oh, boy. I love this volume because they're never more clear with, like, the Nathan and Noah are her fathers kind of thing, so.
1: Mm-hmm
0: some really good stuff that comes up with that oh yes (laughs) (laughs) but um before we you know go further um we see we see the back of someone's head um entering into a shop in baltimore it's a pretty modest shop it's like a secondhand shop you know it's like an antique shop and uh you know it's just some random no it's not it's fucking siler we know the back of that head anywhere (laughs) like claire claire's right he totally lived I mean, hello. Of course he did. We're not gonna take him out this early. Nope. Um, so yeah. Siler's alive. He survived the burning down of Prime I thought there was a graphic novel that showed how, but I guess there isn't. I guess I'm just a fucking liar. So like I could have sworn there was, but um I guess not. Nope. So <laughs> he's he's alive and well and uh if you remember from when he had his little Fun liar detection uh, conversation with Angela. He's um, back on the hunt for his 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 parentage. He wants to know what the hell happened to him. Who where? Who is he? Where is he from? This is the most existential volume that Siler is ever going to go through. His who am I thing is going to just completely take over the volume because, <laughs> like, as you'll see in in a moment. Um, He's not so concerned about the government agents. He can handle them pretty well. He's really concerned about, like, you know, just looking in the mirror and being like, who am I? Who could I be? <laughs> what kind of man am I to not have, you know, parents or whatever? Yeah, it's it's a thing. So he goes into the shop and he picks up a tool and a wristwatch and he starts messing with it. A man appears, cocks a shotgun, calls him a thief, like, you move, I shoot kind of thing. And everybody meet Martin Gray. This is apparently Gabriel's dad, his estranged father. Um, they have a moment where they speak where Gabriel is like, do you used to live at 423 Cammore Street in Queens 27 years ago? And he does the old, like, he totally, like, went out for smokes and never came back. That old chestnut of, you know, fatherly abandonment. <laughs> And, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm your son and I have some questions for you. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Tracked him down.
0: I mean, it tracks. He's got his little shop. He, you know, they have a a similarity in in looks. I mean, Martin's older, but he fucking dresses like Gabriel used to. (laughs) Like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you you can see it. Yeah, you can see it. But, uh, there's, there's some wild, wild stuff that goes on with that storyline.
1: And we'll get into, but, into it more when that starts to peel open in this episode, even. Yes!
0: yes. Oh, yeah, we get right into it. Um, yeah, but before we do all that, um, God, let's check in with Parkman. How's he doing? He
1: is straight up chilling in Mohinder's apartment.
0: It's not even Mohinder's fucking apartment at this point. It's just Parkman's
1: apartment. It is! It is his apartment now.
0: Where's Mohinder living?
1: <laughs> you know, shit happened. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's... God,
0: it's like... Yeah. It's like, how how did he... <laughs> like, that was his place. How did he... He moved his name up there? on the lease? I don't know. Uh I guess. All right. Who knows? Um, Who could know?
1: So he, he's at the apartment. He's looking over some papers. When uh, Daphne zooms in, and she's all like, Ooh, I'm done with my deliveries. Look, it's like, in the morning, this is great. And... It's not great. There is trouble in paradise. Because Matt is not happy she is using her speed to do deliveries, let alone anything right now. <laughs> and because he wants to, like, lay low, be normal. He's working as a bodyguard. And sh- she's like, oh, you could be so much more with your power. You could be a private detective right now. I could, like, you know, give you some money. And he's like, I won't take your stolen money. And, yeah, they just want to put it all behind and go back to normal but when like as soon as Matt says that, he like looks over and who is just also in the apartment, but like the ghost of Usutu. He's just like you know chilling as well, looking he at Matt. Really,
0: he should really be paying rent at this point. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, Daphne's like, you know what? Okay, fine. Uh, normal it is, and that's pretty much the end of that
0: scene there. I, I don't, I don't think normal's going to work out for her or him or anyone. Mm-mm. It's not in the cards, not at this point. Not not at this point at all. Like We're long past that for everyone involved. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like he wants to lay low, though. You know?
0: He does, and I admire that. Ooh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing uh, from the graphic novels, is they mention him being a private security guard, which we see in that um, one graphic novel chapter. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like I was saying to Rachel before we started, I was like, this episode might call out to the graphic novels more than any other. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Very much so. So uh, let's, like, s- we're still in New York. We, we don't go too many places this episode, honestly.
0: It's it's like New York, the East Coast, and Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So
1: we're still in New York, and Claire has got a bag with her. Like, I guess she's leaving? I don't know. But as she's walking out, <laughs> she overhears Angela having a conversation on the phone. And she's like, I claire is gonna be trouble she's talking about this guy in memphis and i don't know what to do she thinks it's siler and <laughs> claire goes over to the uh, the other phone and picks it up so she could listen in and the other person on the line is nathan and he's like oh, you were supposed to take care of it mother you know i thought you had us under control we have to keep her away from peter and parkman when we take them down And, of course, Angela has at this point turned around and is looking straight at Claire, knowing that she's heard everything. And Claire hangs up and leaves, much more hurriedly than she was. And Angela's like, well, Nathan, we've got a bigger problem now.
0: (laughs) Which I have a lot to say about, but um, I have to wait until later. Yes. I think you and I are probably going to be on the same track.
1: Probably, probably. Cool. I love that Angela's like, she thinks it's Siler. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. She's got the Siler B in her bonnet. Like Siler's yep, latent Siler power of making brain. people go crazy about him, you know.
0: Yes. <laughs> Honestly.
1: Speaking of that bastard who apparently, <laughs> like, you know, he gets to he gets to go back to back with Claire this episode.
0: That's fun. Mm-hmm. And not his usual buddy. No. No, we don't do that. Um, Yeah, so that legitimate bastard, that is the word for it, um, is speaking with Martin. And he's like, how does a boy without a father grow up to be a man? How does he learn to make the hard decisions in life, the ones only a man can teach? And Martin's like, what, you want me to say I'm sorry? Like, I'm not gonna. He's really unapologetic about the whole thing. He calls Virginia sick and infantile and says he was wrong to have a kid with her. But when he says that, the little lie detector tingles oh, oh, what's this? That's different. That's not what we were led to believe. And so Gabriel really goes in with that. And he's like, well, I'm sure as hell not the son of a man who repairs watches and a woman who collected snow globes. Like, who are my fucking parents, basically? Like, you just lied to me. What the hell's going on? And, oh, geez. Okay. Sometimes when we talk about this show, It has storylines that are the most soap opera fucking thing you could ever imagine. (laughs) And the thing I'm about to say to you next uh, fits that bill entirely. Mm -hmm. So Martin tells him, he says, you were given to me by a man who needed money. Virginia wanted a child and couldn't have one. And we learned that that man is his brother. So Siler's dad is really his uncle. Mm -hmm. And... His real dad sold him to his brother and his wife. And if you don't think that we're going to get to actually fucking see that, uh, (laughs) well, you're not prepared for what this volume has to offer. Mm -hmm. So uh, before we get to all that, though, he gives him an address and Siler's a little taken aback. He's like, you're you're telling the truth. And as Martin is preparing to write down the address and give it to him, you can see he's gonna like Siler's standing there and he's he's angry and he lifts his hand a little like he's gonna slice this guy. But no 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 no. We're growing. We're growing, Rachel. It's a it's a, it's a volume of growth. Mm-hmm. Because he totally lets Martin Gray live and leaves. Like to be fair It's a, it's a big thing.
1: to be fair martin only lied to him the one time by like just saying like you know the child thing because when he asked him he immediately told him the truth right after
0: he did but he also talked shit about virginia and i know siler has very difficult things with his mom but i don't think he loved that either no but (laughs) it was also the
1: truth it was sincere from him
0: yeah yeah that's yeah
1: on some level he had- surely understands that as well
0: she had problems mm-hmm. well yeah because that's who he who we, you know left her with mm-hmm. like or uh, left him with um yeah so interesting little uh little thing going on there yeah the 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 journey to find out his his where the you know where the hell he comes from is uh ongoing
1: and oh, the journey's was, just begun.
0: <laughs> he was he was sold as a child. <laughs> <laughs> that he was to his uncle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh boy. Yeah. So let's go back over to New York and Peter. And wow, I really have a big chunk here, don't I? <laughs> it, it is
1: because it just like kept rolling right through to each other, you know.
0: Cool beans. All right. So Peter's watching the body get wheeled away, and he's still feeling some kind of way about it. And his coworker worker Hassam, they don't say his name, but that's his name. Is it Hassam with an M?
1: Yes. I, re- hold, I wrote it down for you to double check. H-E-S-A-M. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. Hassam uh, asks if he's going to see his brother since he's in town. You know, like, did you see him on TV? He's, you know, he's making, he's doing interviews and such. And Peter mentions he hasn't seen him in months. And they're not really talking at the moment, and so Hassam's like, "Okay, cool. well, maybe you won't mind me being honest. Uh, he scares the hell out of me, and Peter's like, "Well, what do you mean?" And Hassam tells him he's like, "Look, dude, my family's from Iran. The things this guy talks about, like protecting the country from quote unquote dangerous people it's code. and he says our um he says our catchphrase for our podcast it's not subtle. Um, <laughs> 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 it's not subtle either." and uh it's great because it's like he his friend clearly doesn't think that peter's white ass could relate Mm -hmm. to this but like oh if only he knew Mm -hmm. and this is interrupted because peter gets a phone call and it's claire and she's just she doesn't say hello nothing she just tears right into it she's like we have to stop them your mom nathan they're planning something and peter's like "Whoa, whoa, whoa like like calm down slow down like what's going on your mom and nathan are up to something. I think they're going to round up people with abilities. They're going after Parkman today, and we have to stop them. So Claire, Claire is on the move. Claire is motivated. Claire's going to try to help. And so Peter gets off the phone. He's like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll meet you. And he goes to hail a cab. And it's just the best. Whoever came up with this idea in the writer's room, I want to give them a cookie. Because... <laughs> It's so fucking good and perfect. Who is driving that cab but one Mohinder Suresh? And so it's like a perfect parallel of the moment from the pilot Mm -hmm. where Peter got into Mohinder's cab. And he even, in a self-referential way, says the thing. Like, they know. They know that it's, like, crazy and wild that he's in the back of his cab again after everything they've gone through. And, uh... Then they immediately start talking a little bit and he asks if he's seen anyone and Mohinder says, I try not to everyone's under the radar except your brother. Of course, Nathan's just everywhere. And Mohinder, God damn it. Mohinder. He doesn't really disagree with him about, you know, these people are dangerous and someone has to do something. And Peter's like, okay, but what happens when, and if the government wants to step in segregation, internment camps, like what then? You know, this is not a good thing. No one, no one should be thinking that you know this, this, uh, this should get as far as it seems to be getting. And Mohinder's like, well, you know, we'll have to agree to disagree, and and you have to think, like, you have to kind of be in Mohinder's shoes for a minute because he gave himself powers, and look what happened. You know, he became dangerous, and look at the whole Siler thing, his history with Siler, and everything. It's you see it. Like, you can see what he's talking about. But also, it's like, Mohinder, fucking really. Like, <laughs> how how could you say agree to disagree when Peter says the things that he says before that? Mm-hmm. Like, that's this isn't something you can just be like, well, I guess we'll have differing opinions. No. No. And so what happens next, I'm not that sad about. <laughs> like, you, need, you need a taste of it. So uh Peter's like all right take care of yourself and he's like you too, Peter and Peter gets out and a new fare immediately gets in afterward and it's a man with a gun and we see it's it's the the same cold-eyed bastard from Tracy's apartment and he just wants him to drive and Wenders, like hey it's your dime and he's nervous and they go into a parking garage like one of those like spirally ones that goes up and There's a containment team there, and they're waiting. There's a black van. It's the whole thing. And he tries to to obtain him. He tries to kidnap him. But uh, guess what? Mohinder still has his strength, (laughs) which is one of the best reveals in the episode. Mm -hmm. Because he gets out of the cab, wrenches the door off of it, and the hunter just gets wrecked. (laughs) He just bashes him with it. And he uses it as a bit of like a shield when they start firing at him and he hauls ass away from the parking garage and he's running and he's running and he's running. And who does he run into? What a wonderful, wonderful coincidence (laughs) that Noah Bennett just happens to be in this parking garage. And Mohinder immediately is like, I don't know about all this, but Bennett's like, if you want to live, get in. So, I mean, he's kind of stuck there and, (laughs) Bennett is asking him questions as they're driving in this, like, spirally parking garage. Has anyone contacted you? Have you had any contact with Claire or Parkman? What did Peter Petrelli tell you today? Mm. Mohinder's like, how the fuck do you know that? And he immediately, immediately, Bennett drives him right back to them like such a dick. And they tase the shit out of him. And no one's working with him. Yep. That's bad news bears for everybody involved because if there's one person who can take these people down, it's him. He's got the experience and the knowledge. That he do.
1: Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Mohinder.
0: Oh yeah. How 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 do you feel about that agree to disagree bullshit now? <laughs> Are you rethinking it perhaps?
1: He didn't realize it would bite him in the ass as hard as quickly. <laughs>
0: I tell you, in today's like political and social climate, him saying that to Peter really hits Dick. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh boy, that's not how that works, man. Mm-hmm. So Noah's working with the team. He's 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 working underneath, and that's crazy. It's going to lead to all kinds of conflict later. So yeah. But uh, what uh, where's where's Peter going though?
1: Well, Peter arrives at Angela's place. He calls out for her. She's not there. But Nathan is.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And Peter's like, huh, well, I've been seeing a lot of you lately, you know, on TV. And, and he's like, yeah, the press likes New and Shiny. <laughs> and he's like, Nathan, we both know that you're not talking about terrorists on TV. And he's like, you know, well, I learned my lesson. Last time I tried to out us, I got shot. So <laughs> I'm nothing if not a quick study. Oh. Uh. And he's like, Pete, listen, mom's got nothing to do with this. And it's not dad's plan either. This is all me. And Peter gets pissed. He's like, you're a self-loathing hypocrite. And Nathan's like, listen, Peter, I like I said a lot of harsh things to you a couple months ago. I was emotional. I want us to to move past that and I want to talk. I want to run some ideas by you. He wants to like, you know, he wants Peter's opinion on things. And Peter's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can kiss my ass. That's my opinion. <laughs> and Nathan's like, Ugh, well, okay, listen, let's go have dinner tonight and talk. You know, I, that's all I want. I just want to talk. I know you're still angry. It's fine. I just want to talk during tonight. And Peter's like, okay, fine. And then Nathan, you know, before Peter leaves, he's like, yeah. So what can you do these days, Peter? And I love Peter's like, what are you, a cop? <laughs> <laughs> And you nark. <laughs> he's like, "What's the last thing you saw me do, Nathan?" And he's like, "You flew." <laughs> and then Peter just like gives him a look, and he he leaves.
0: Oh my god the the capital T tension in this scene is everything. Because mm-hmm. like ugh, back in the fandom days, people were really unhappy when they were not on the same side. And very unhappy when the when the brothers were not getting along. But uh, I'm living. I'm living over here. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, especially in this moment, in this scene, Peter is finally standing on his own. And he doesn't need Nathan's approval. And he doesn't need anything. And I just think that's so great. You mm-hmm. know? He's just... He doesn't want to talk. He doesn't want to, you know... and See, that's what's so... Heartbreaking, in a way, is uh, when Nathan says, and you wonder why I haven't returned your calls. Peter tried to reach out to him. Yep. And he got nothing. So this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm just real proud of my, uh, my boy right now. <laughs> he's just, he's got to do his thing now. Good for him. Yeah. The boys. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's so fucking good. Like, that moment where Nathan's like, oh, yeah, by the way. Just kind of want to know where your power levels at these days. The minute he asks him that, you know Peter's mm-hmm. fucked. No matter what happens next, you know he's fucked. Like, oh, it's amazing. I love it.
1: That great like dynamic. I'm sure they've had in the past before. We just never seen.
0: Yes, exactly. I I love this element of their relationship, and you know, I just think it's so interesting for both characters. And oh yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. <laughs> stuff. And like I like I've said. um, I don't remember if I said it, I think I said it before we started recording, but I think Milo just kills it this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's so good. He's so fucking good. This is like Peter's volume.
1: <laughs> it's a very juicy episode. Like I said, it's a good episode.
0: Absolutely.
1: So we'll go back to Matt's apartment and Turtle has gotten out of the tank and he's like, what are you doing? How did you get out of your tank? And who should speak up but Usutu. And he's like, oh, you're talking to a turtle again. <laughs> and he's like, wait, how the, what, Why are you here for? And he's like, I've got a message for you. And he's like, this is a long way to go for a message. And he's pretty much like, doesn't look like I'm not really here, dummy. <laughs> if You know, it's like, I'm not here <laughs> in that sense. I didn't fly here. Um, it's time for you to go on your journey. And Matt's like, oh, no, no, no. I've done enough journeys with you.
0: (laughs) You, No more spirit walks. (laughs) No, 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 no. But he's like,
1: well, you know what, Matt? Tough, because you have been chosen to be a prophet. And Matt's like, what are you even talking about? I can't draw. I can't do anything. (laughs) And he's just like, well, you'll have to learn. And suddenly, like, Matt's got these papers and he's like, looking down at the desk and his eyes go white and he sits down and starts to draw. So there's that.
0: <laughs> it's like a uh, impossible subtitle for the episode like Usutu School of Fine Art. <laughs> oh man. Mhm. Yeah. Um it, it's real interesting, isn't it? Cuz it's like that seems to be the spirit of Usutu. Mm-hmm. And he can still push a power into Matt like that's really interesting.
1: What level of power does Matt have?
0: That's kind of what I'm thinking. It's like, is this just like, is this fragment of Usutu just from your own mind? Like,
1: very likely. I, I don't
0: know. Yeah, he's like, he's insanely powerful. By the end of this uh, of the show, and you have to wonder if this is is like one of the first really big instances of it. Is this whole thing where he can just like draw on this experience again. Like, mm-hmm. It's crazy.
1: An exceptionally powerful character.
0: <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah.
1: So, uh from Matt with his new art stuff, we'll go to uh Hero <laughs> and his new computer stuff. <laughs> sure. Uh he's at his little headquarters, his little bat cave, and he is locked on to Ando and he is talking to him from the computer. And he apologizes for that whole surprise shot in the arm. And Ando's like, that's fine. I'm not fighting crime. And Hero's like, oh, score. Hell yeah. Where are you at? I'm going to look. <laughs> and no, he's not fighting crime. He's at a strip club.
0: God damn it, Ando. And Ando's
1: like, yeah, the Ando cycle is like a chick magnet. And Hero is like... This is hey. some
0: season one bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hero's like, are you freaking kidding me? This is not what we got the bike for you. You have to use your power for good. And as hero is chewing him out, we suddenly hear a ruckus and then we get to see the hero has just been yoinked by the vi- by the men in black, the squad that's out collecting specials, heroes got grabbed. And Anna's like, oh shit, and he leaves to go ride back to the headquarters.
0: Can we can we talk for a minute about
1: mm-hmm. that?
0: Like what kind of extra legal nonsense is this? <laughs> that and like they <laughs> Go ahead. They fully, like, showed up in a private plane mm-hmm. then, like, landed on a private mm-hmm. airstrip and went into a place where they have absolutely no mm-hmm. authority. This is the United States government, ostensibly. And they just, like, kidnapped a Japanese citizen. Mm-hmm. I don't think we talk about that enough. No. That's really scary. <laughs>
1: and seeing what we see later, it's like, <laughs> the, the lengths that they had to go to get Hiro in particular mm-hmm. is fucked.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, holy shit. Because that's the thing, is it's like, oh, you know, everyone else is, like, in the States, but, like,
1: damn. They're in Tokyo, Japan.
0: They're in another country across the globe. Mm-hmm. And that isn't stopping or protecting anyone. Like, nope. Yeah. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That is some hardcore black bag, black site bullshit. Mm-hmm. Nathan, you're a dick? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's a Oh, my God. Yeah. Flying man. Why?
1: <laughs> Hero would be so disappointed.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, man. Aren't we mm-hmm. all? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, shit. So, and, and just the idea also that when they are going after Hero, there's so many of these teams. Mm-hmm. Because look at the timeline that's about to line up. Like... They're, they're about to be, like, four different places at once. That's crazy. I
1: feel like Hero and Ando's stuff had to have taken place before a lot of what we see in the episode. Like, you a think? day before.
0: Wow. D- due okay. to
1: where Traveled? he ends up, yeah, at the end.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it makes sense. So. Yeah. I just, oh, I, I, I can't get over that. Like <laughs> watching it now. Like, that is, uh, that is messed up.
1: Yeah, that really hit different so. this time, too. I was like, oh, man. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not like they're hanging out in, like, you know, Isaac's Loft or something and got, God, no.
0: Yeah, right? They're not, like, in L.A., they're not in New York, they're not in, like, the normal heroes' haunts. Like, no, they're straight up in fucking Japan, and it didn't stop anything Mm from happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The reach, you know? Uh, (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, back in New York, uh, Matt is just uh, sketching all over the place. So, he's, he's drawn like a beast, and there's a knocking on the door. And then there's a pounding at the door and it's Claire and she knows someone's coming for him. So, you know, she came to warn him and she's just like, I love it. She's just like, Siler, the company, I don't know, our our usual rogues gallery. They're playing (laughs) something. (laughs) And he's like, that's cool and all, but look at this. Look at this. I don't draw and I drew. Look at these drawings. (laughs) And it's so funny because, I mean... We know how important the drawing of the future is. And I love how Claire's just like this this is neither here nor there. Um oh oh look, I guess that's us though. And uh what what's wrong with the window in this one? And then holy shit cracked glass, they fire their little like taser shrink dart thing at Matt. And Matt's down and the team rushes into the apartment and they surround Claire. And holy fuck, it's all going down now. Mm-hmm. Um Matt's down, Claire's been, you know, a, she's taken in, probably, like, holy shit. It's all going down. <laughs> Dominoes are falling. Yep. Don't you love her reaction, though? She's like, yeah, that's great. I don't care that you can draw now, but, oh, wait, what's this? I <laughs> love her
1: coming, like, no, it's Siler. It's, it, you know, it's the company. That, that. And he's I like, know. but look at my beautiful drawings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't have time for your, like, oh, like, what, what am I thinking of, um... I was trying to think of that, like, one website that they advertise on podcasts all the time where you can, like, learn a skill. Skillshare! I'm not interested in your <laughs> Skillshare classes. Um, so... Yep. hmm Fuck. Alright, so... Three down. hmm Four down? Four down? Mohinder? Four well, down? Well,
1: who is it? Mohinder, Tracy... Mohinder, yeah, Hero...
0: Four. Five. Oh, five, five. Yeah. Tracy, Mohinder, Claire, Matt, mm-hmm. Hero. Five down. Shit. There goes our main cast. Um... But uh, back to Peter, who is uh, back home at his apartment, which uh, I will forever just be like, so he still has that apartment, huh? How did, how did he keep that lease? I will never know. <laughs> um, with all that has occurred. And who's just fucking waiting there after their meeting but Nathan? Buck. And he's like, hey, so I know we said we were going to have dinner tonight, but mm, I need to talk to you about some things right Meow. and pete's like he's you know he's he's okay all right right. he's like listening and nathan's like look i can only imagine how you feel about me disowning you it was selfish arrogant and does he say obsessive
1: i don't i didn't know
0: the third one always like i I tried to like go back and and play it like twice because it was like obsessive but that doesn't make sense anyways um and peter's just right there and he's like well those are your better qualities nathan and Nathan's like, okay, so I want to give you the chance to understand why I did this. And Peter's just like, not into it. You know, he's like, I'm just trying to live as normally as I can. And Nathan says the thing I've been saying every single episode that I can. That's just it, Pete. You're not normal. Like, that's. It's not on the table for you, really. But he says, tell me you understand so I can provide you with protections. I'm looking for you to tell me you're with me and then I'll leave. And. Oh my God. I love this line from Peter so fucking much. He's like, I can't do that. I won't do that. And if you're up to what I think you are, I'm going to fight you with every breath that I have. I swear to God. Mm -hmm. I love how feisty he is when he doesn't have all his powers. Still, he's still the same person powers or not. Mm -hmm. And Nathan's like, all right, well, Hey, can you give your big brother a hug? And God damn it. Fucking Peter motherfucker fucking Pacelli, did you learn nothing <laughs> I'm so I'm so I was so proud of you and I'm so mad at you <laughs> so your father and I are very disappointed in you right now oh my god and Nathan hugs him and Nathan's face is totally him saying goodbye or so he thinks to Peter because who's in the goddamn apartment but that fucking fuck Noah Bennett <laughs> I haven't cursed him this much since like maybe ever. No, honestly. I don't think ever. Um, Yeah. He was there. He was waiting. He took him out. And Nathan just went, don't hurt him. That's six.
1: Mm hmm. Noah in this episode is great because it's just like camera spins. It's Noah better.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: <laughs> yep. Mm hmm. And I, I was delighted every time. I was like,
0: <laughs> I was like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> but you know what's so great, though? Hmm. If he's not in the next scene, and he probably should have Oh, been. <laughs>
1: man, he wishes.
0: Hmm. <laughs> so, back over to Siler's journey of self-discovery. He goes to the address he was given, and sure enough, on the sign outside, it says Samson Gray, taxidermist. And Siler enters this house, <laughs> Which, you know, the door's not locked, he just goes right in, because that's a hero's mainstay. And no one seems to be home, and he's just kind of looking around, there's dead animals everywhere, and uh, he gets over to the mantel, and uh, what what do we see? But itty-bitty little Gabriel Grey, in a, in, a, in a frame photo, and we know it's him, because look at the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so... So wow, Martin wasn't lying at all. Like, this is this is legit. The Samson guy seems to be his real dad. Huh. Well it would be really cool if they could meet. Um But right now though, it looks like no one's home. Um he sees a Taj Mahal snow globe, which is which is fun. And then uh notices there's a cigarette in the ashtray. Someone didn't put it out. Oh, oh Rachel. Mm-hmm. Oh my very good friend. Yes. They're gonna try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With him. Mm -hmm. And as they say in the seminal masterpiece, uh, HBO's The Wire, you come for the king, you best not miss. (laughs) Because they have an entire team try to take him down at once. Mm -hmm. And uh, this isn't going to be like it is with everybody else because you can be prepared for one power, but this bitch still has a bunch of them. So Siler doesn't go out like that. Like they they fully they trank this sh- they they hit him with how many of those stupid darts like four
1: a bunch four or five yeah
0: it's like a bunch and they loop him like an animal which is amazing by the way mm-hmm. and he's just like nope 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 to that and I mean yeah he's got healing he's got telekinesis and hmm, he has electrokinesis thanks L. And so he just absolutely destroys this, like, group of people trying to get him. And there's this incredible moment. Whoever decided this shot, again, cookies for all, where Siler is standing upright, and there's an agent on the ground. And he TKs him to stand up stiff to, like, face him. And it's, like, one of my favorite shots ever. And he's just glaring down at this guy. And he slices at him and he gets his name out of him. And he wants to know where the man is that lives in this house. Because, you know, he walked into a trap, clearly. So who sent him? And Simmons isn't talking. This is uh, Agent Daniel Simmons and he ain't talking. And Tyler's like, cool, a challenge. I like a challenge because guess what? He hasn't had a very good day and I think he's going to take it out on this man right here right now. (laughs) So um, see you next week to see what happens with these two because it's pretty fucking great. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. We get one of my favorite Siler's in the next episode. Mark Verheiden writes an incredible Siler. And I just love what's to come with all this. But yeah, they came for him. I mean, they tried. I mean, they were prepared. You can't say that they weren't, they weren't really trying. But Siler is so OP at this point, even without his season one powers, that it's really hard to take him down.
1: I love that, of course, this implies that, of course, Angela was lying. They knew Siler was alive. They had to lie to declare. Mm-hmm. to get her mind mm-hmm. off it so she would not obsess about it mm-hmm. uh yeah they tried you tried sticker
0: <laughs> they sh- they did i i have to give them credit they really did try but they use the methods they use with everyone else and you can't do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and nathan totally fucking says about it just as much later on which is great Yep. like he knew what was up.
1: Because they could have left him alone for a while and not tried it. Yeah. Because Siler's on his own kind of like mission right now. Yep. His own path. And because he's not going to try to save Peter fucking Petrelli right now. <laughs> no, he's <Well>. not. <laughs>
0: If he knew, he might. Uh, I think if he knew,
1: he'd be like, "Well, sucks to be you, Peter. I saved your ass once. I'm not gonna do it right now. I've got my own stuff happening." Yeah.
0: Oh man, Peter and Mohinder though <laughs> in the same spot.
1: <sighs> he'd hear Claire was there and he'd chuckle. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Oh
0: yeah they their their paths will will cross again later and. Uh, stay crossed <laughs> so mm-hmm, yeah mm. you're right he's definitely on a me 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 mission right now so he's not
1: gonna go fucking save shit Mm-mm. he is not a capital h hero no he did that tried that back to his old ways kinda
0: he's really back on his bullshit mm-hmm. in this uh volume but it's in such a delightful way in so many ways like in so many uh, meta ways. Yes. Especially with the people he meets along the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that is a wrap on uh, Siler for this episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, how's uh, how's Ando doing in the Ando cave? He made it back
1: to the headquarters. And now he's at the computer and he's like, well, great. thanks for not telling me the password, hero. So he's like, alright. He gave me a hint, someone who's important to him. Uh, first tries Kaito honorable attempt second try is kensei and i'm like ando please <laughs> why no ando, please
0: and then oh my god
1: third try was he's like well could it be and he types in his own name ando which works
0: how could it not have been charlie uh hero said
1: someone who is important to him like in the current sense so i felt like of I course know. It be
0: ando yeah still
1: the show can't decide whether it wants you to look at charlie or not
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah i mean we're gonna really deal with that later too so it's ando okay
1: and he sees hero's blip moving on the screen and that's pretty much all we get in tokyo right now
0: yeah why don't uh why don't we talk about the most intense scene the show's maybe ever done
1: that sip some water before i get into this chunk (laughs)
0: yeah it's a a big chunk
1: (laughs) Because, oh boy, we're at the end of the episode. Shit's Mm -hmm. about to happen. Cut to an airplane hangar. And Nathan is there watching as cars pull in. And people are taken out of them. People that are wearing orange jumpsuits, fully hooded and all chained up with, like, a device on their chest with, like, tubes going underneath the hood. So they are sedated. They are being walked into... um, Because
0: they're blind and deaf as well. Yes,
1: they've got, like, headphones on. Yeah, it's like, they cannot see. They're drugged out. so fucked. You can't tell who's who except for Tracy, because you do see her gloves that they had put on her. But um, other than that, it's just like, they are being marched in. And while Nathan is watching this, uh, Danko rolls up. And he's like, hey, Nathan, we got a couple situations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, buddy.
1: <laughs> and Nathan's like, rolls his eyes like, oh my God, let me guess. It's Tyler, right? I told you, put a bullet in the back of his head right here. And he like smacks the back of his head, you know, the shutdown spot. Mm. And Danko's like, yeah, I mean, Scylla is one thing and we are setting in a cleanup crew. Don't, don't you worry about it? Because Nathan's like going off like, I don't need him right now. He's like, yeah, whatever. And Danko's like, chill. We're sitting in a cleanup crew, but there is something else. I said we have a couple situations. And he nods, and a few of the soldiers bring over a smaller person dressed in an orange jumpsuit with a bag on their head. And they pull it off, and ooh, it's Claire.
0: She's so little.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Nathan like gives them a look, and he tells them to uncuff her. Like, he doesn't give them a look. He gives Danko a very pointed look, like, you son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he tells him to uncover, and he's guiding her over to a, no- a different vehicle, and Claire's like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, you know what? Someday you might forgive me, Claire, and you might not, but the important thing right now is for you to go home and forget everything that you've seen. Because I've given you a free pass, don't make me change my mind. And he son gets, of a bitch. Yep. Yeah, mm hmm. And he gets her in the car. He turns around, gives Danko another fucking look over this. <laughs> and uh the car pulls off. And we go back to all of the orange jumpsuit uh specials that are being led onto the a big um plane. Like I'm trying to like like I had the word for it it's, earlier. It's,
0: it's like a transport plane.
1: It's like a cargo jet.
0: Yeah, 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 I couldn't
1: think of the word cargo jet. It's like a cargo jet. Yeah,
0: that's what's even, like, oh, God, like, everything about that is so intentional. Like, they're not people, they're just cargo. Like, fuck you, dude. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's like a military, like, it's like an older military plane, it looks like, to me, almost.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: So they're loading them up. And again, like, this is when you can see the gloves, and you're like, well, that's Tracy, but I don't know who everyone else is that's getting let in.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And... We go to Claire, who kind of like wakes up more from her stupor and knocks out her driver. Gets on out of the no, car. But,
0: but how does she knock him out? It's real like Peter Petrelli violent, and I'm into it. She like kicks
1: it's... him, doesn't she?
0: She kicks him into the like. He he crashes into the um. His head smashes against the glass. Yeah, she like, like kicks he's him out. <laughs> she curb stomps him essentially. <laughs> Her uncle would be so proud. Uncle like niece. Oh,
1: man. (laughs) So she knocks out her driver. And she gets out of the car and she starts running toward the plane that is starting to taxi on the runway. And she somehow manages to get close enough without... Because Nathan is fully watching it, but apparently he does not see this. She gets close enough and she's able to sneak in with the landing gear. And we watch Nathan watch it take off.
0: That fuck face.
1: (laughs) And he looks real proud of himself. So...
0: He does, doesn't he? Can we talk about that for a minute? That is not a guilt-ridden man. No,
1: he's got, like, he's fully liking what he's seeing right now. Mm. And we see that Claire has made her way up to the cargo hold, and she can see them all strapped down, and there's a couple of guards milling about inside the plane, so she's avoiding them. And now it's time for Claire to f- <laughs> to play the game, let's see who's <laughs> under the bag. <laughs> Uh, The first hood she pulls off, it's Hiro, which, again, that's why I'm like, this had to have taken place the day before. They went to fucking- they went to Tokyo, Japan, to grab this man (laughs) to bring him to what I'm going to guess is, like, New York, because pretty much everyone else in there is, like, East Coast.
0: Ah, it's- it's, uh, if not New York, it's definitely on the East Coast. I think they say at some point when they're, like, uh, flying.
1: It might have been, but, like, they're somewhere on the East Coast- they had to go... They had, he was in fucking Tokyo, Japan! Mm-hmm. This show likes to play fast and loose with, like, how long it takes for people to get around places, so whatever.
0: That's very true.
1: And she, likes she's like, oh, hero and she pulls the thing out of his nose, and then the next person shakes the hood off. It's Peter! Hey! And she's like, oh, Peter tries to wake him up, and she's like, you have to get out of those cuffs, and Peter's like, I don't have strength anymore. But he, like, looks to the person next to him, and he sees a familiar hand. Mohinder is next to him. And, uh, Claire moves over to Mohinder, and she's taking his stuff off of of him and trying to wake him up, while Peter is, like, straining to get a finger touch, to get a little handhold oh, of Mohinder. That was, like, in the trailer before this, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I remember. The
1: like the little handhold.
0: Because it was like, that looks like, like Mohinder, because he had, like, the thumb ring. hmm
1: He has his ring on. And, uh, We see a little, like, effect of, like, a power transfer has happened. And it's, like, the full confirmation of, like, Peter needs to, you know, pick up an ability Mm. that way. It's the confirmation. Because Peter is able to easily break out of the cuffs that they're in now. And Claire is continuing to go around and wake people up. While Peter starts knocking guards around. And one of them drops their little taser thing. So she's like, "Oh, I'm going to go head up to the to the cockpit." And she she knocks a guard out herself, goes up to the pilot. She's like, "Now listen, we're going to <laughs> we are going to have an unscheduled like uh, landing." And the pilot looks at her and then at the co-pilot and then she looks at the co-pilot. "Oh, hi Noah." <laughs> "Hello, Noah Bennett." I
0: hate it. I hate
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> His third like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> this guy you uh he's like claire
0: (laughs) his his claire is like the best it's the best (laughs) i'm
1: sure inside she's thinking oh fucking course (laughs) yep oh man anyway back in the uh back in the um cargo hold a guard has taken upper hand with peter but while the scuffle was happening peter accidentally touched tracy now And as Peter...
0: Yeah, that's why he gets the upper hand. Is because he accidentally touches Tracy and he doesn't have strength anymore. And he's like, oh, fuck. And then, yeah.
1: And Peter stumbles to one of the uh, sides of the airplane and freezes it on accident, which makes it break, and a hole blows through. (sighs) And (laughs) all hell breaks loose now. Mayday, mayday. A guard (laughs) is sucked out. The plane is now crashing. Some poor fucking hooded Rando gets completely sucked out, chair and all.
0: Ah.
1: <laughs> and everyone oh, is screaming. Yep. We don't hear them screaming though, because it's like music is like playing over it. Um Peter's trying to hold on for his life to like some netting. The netting snaps. Peter's almost sucked out of the plane, except for he is saved by Mohinder, who has a hold of him. And as the plane is crashing. We see that their grip is starting to slip, and then it is to be continued.
0: Oh, God. And, you know, I don't think I really noticed this the first time I watched it, too. hero is straight up screaming as they are going down. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to watch. Oh, mm-hmm. Because he can't
1: do anything about it. He can't, like, stop no. time. He is helpless.
0: Yes. Ah. What an incredible sequence, though. Mm-hmm. Our heroes are in a real pickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they sure are, man. Whoo! It's like that fucking like Dukes of Hazard thing. Like, oh, we'll have to see how they get through to next week. Like, <laughs> you know. God damn. Stay tuned. Da, da, da. Noah fucking Bennett.
1: <laughs> it struck me as so funny, like watching it today, where it was like, oh my mm-hmm. god, everywhere they turn, there he is for like you know a scene. Like,
0: hi. Yes. Yes. Ruining everyone's day, like yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets his though. <laughs> and and I, I think that's great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> great episode, great start to our volume four.
0: Absolutely. fucking All kinds of exciting things like are are they all gonna survive <laughs> that, that plane crash that's impending? Um
1: Because remember it is volume four fugitives. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Hence the name. Mm-hmm. You know, they're on the run, which is, you know, something we've hinted at in, like, five years gone land. mm mm-hmm. like, Boy, Nathan, you sure just love fucking going onto that path every chance you get, don't you? He does. Oh, man. By the time I killed him, Nathan has already betrayed our kind. Exactly! Oh, maybe that's why this is so good, because it gives you such good, like, uh, you know, 5YG vibes. Like, uh we're adding back to a dark future Mm -hmm. yeah yeah shit i love when it's just like let me guess it was siler right (laughs) and tanko's just like (laughs) don't worry we got we got a team on it and nathan being so self-obsessed is just like i don't give a fuck if there's a team if you don't get siler that's bad for me oh i'm i'm I'm, wait eh, that can't be right I'm sure they'll never cross paths. I'm sure it's fine. (laughs) Like you said, Siler is totally on a journey of self-discovery this season, Mm -hmm. and there's no reason why he would end up in any of this storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Except for he did take a guy to interrogate him, and he doesn't really like being targeted. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. maybe not. Not a fan. Yeah. Like, he's not gonna go save, like, Peter from a plane, but he does not like being targeted, so (sighs) it's probably not good that they didn't get him
1: real bad i dare say
0: i dare say it might just be you know something nathan uh will regret
1: i don't even think Mm -hmm. any of them had live ammunition to (laughs) take that shot in the back of the head
0: yeah it's like they clearly weren't listening to protocol but um you know Mm -hmm. siler's gonna have some Fun interaction with the storyline. hmm mm-hmm. Some unexpected stuff. Oh yes. Yep. But uh, shit. Yeah. I mean, most of our main cast is crashing in a plane right now. So I guess like we're we gonna get new characters.
1: <laughs> I mean, they can't fucking survive that. Um, rip those guys. I guess. Rip all of those people. It's gonna be Ando.
0: <laughs>
1: yep. Ando's the new like big guy. Yeah
0: fucking ando and like ando versus nathan (laughs) ding ding and on
1: his quest to find more people he can supercharge
0: hell yeah (laughs) which okay i'm sure people have asked this before but i have to ask it and also the show might even reference it and again i don't recall because you know i don't remember much of this volume except for i remember this episode really well Mm -hmm. um but some of the later stuff, I don't, you know, have as clearly in my head. If Ando supercharged Peter, could he hold more than one power again?
1: I don't know if we ever get the get that answer. That sounds like someone, something someone would ask at Comic-Con.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, just picture me, like, awkwardly saying that in front of a microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, but could he?
1: <laughs> I would say no. Really? I think it would just enhance whatever power he has at that moment.
0: I would say yes, because his power is just grabbing other powers, so I think he would be able to have more. No,
1: no. Here you go. You ready for this? Okay. If Ando grabs Peter, Peter now has Andal's power.
0: Oh, fuck a duck. <laughs> You're right. Ugh, two sparky boys. All right. yeah. So,
1: yeah, I don't think things would go very well.
0: Oh, Peter would be so bummed out. He'd be like, what am I meant to do with this? <laughs> They'd
1: feedback and explode. <laughs> think about it.
0: Yeah, probably. Okay, and then in all seriousness before I forget, watching this again, Angela fully knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. She fully saw this shit in a dream, and she needed Claire to be where she was mm-hmm. to save her son. Yep. And some other people, but mostly Peter, probably. Mm-hmm. Right? If she wanted right. to have
1: a private conversation, she could have taken her cell phone mm-hmm. out and had it in the backyard. Instead, they had it on the house phone where she could very easily listen in.
0: Yes, and then, like, the way that she looks at her and everything, oh, she fucking, she she knew what she was mm-hmm. doing. She knew what Nathan was gonna do, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Claire needed to be in that spot at that moment, so she had to get caught, quote, quote. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, because she couldn't let that happen to Peter.
1: She was talking so loud on that phone, too.
0: Yeah, no, it was totally out of character for Angela, because she's a sneaky bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. nope, nope, nope. She saw all this. She fully intentionally put Claire in the right position to do what she did. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like positive of it. Can't be convinced otherwise.
1: Hundred percent.
0: So yeah, that's a that's a kick ass start to the volume. And, and and it's it's got really good stuff in it still. So Yeah. You just begun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I just realized in my notes I wrote the word governor, not governor. (laughs) (laughs) I hate everything. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: I've got typos all over the place because it's like, yeah, I'm just like, I don't care. Must type. Must type. Must type. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah. Um, Yeah. Is it my turn to do socials then?
1: You did the intro.
0: That's how that works. All right. Um. Do you have anything else to add, or to, or to?
1: I think I'm good for right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I'll just I'll just start opining about Siler again if you let me.
1: So. <laughs> yes, we'll be another fifteen minutes talking about Siler's journey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You know, the way that he looks in Simmons' eyes is much like how Magneto looks at a human being, which is to say, like, how you look at an ant because he's no longer, you know, part of that species, and how dare they come to him and think that they're as good as him. Yeah, I could just do that forever. Um, so, that's my fucking problem. I fucking love Fugitive Siler so much. Okay, so, uh, back to sort of, you know, being on track, um... If you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are at Eclipse Podcast. If you'd like to follow our individual accounts, um, I am at Lady Underscore Snark. Rachel is at that Burb there, Burb the B. Like, and this isn't her B yet. For the rest of the volume, we haven't been introduced to that um, particular B yet. So for today's episode, it's B like Blacksite or black bagging which is what they were doing to our precious precious heroes today so that is true yeah that's not your that's not your volume b mm-hmm. we do that next week or the week after i think um yeah if you want to email us we are eclipsed pod <laughs> at gmail.com uh, i was going to ask you what you're tweeting about but i know i'm not tweeting about fucking anything so
1: <laughs> i'm burb with a b I like blaze ball
0: <laughs> i will fucking end this call <laughs> swear to god um yeah god what am i even tweeting about
1: i did tweet it was animal crossing and blaze ball <laughs>
0: um mm-hmm. i was watching mythic quest and they did an, an incredible episode so mm-hmm. i talked about that yeah all right um yeah if you want to email us we're at at gmail.com but the best way of course to get a hold of us uh, is our discord the link to which uh for which will be in our our show notes. Um yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. We are zooming right into Fugitives, which is oh, so fucking good. Like it it's it is some top-tier stuff for the most part. Especially this first little bit. They really they really kick ass in this first bit. Um but yeah, so thank you for joining us. Uh if you're listening to us on your podcast app of choice uh please feel free to give us a subscribe and a like and a review and you know leave a comment all that fun stuff um we're all over we're on apple Podcasts. we're on spotify we're on pandora we're on Cast. we're on so many different platforms now um but yeah thanks for joining us we will see you next time bye-bye everybody bye-bye next time on eclipse well It doesn't really look like anyone could probably survive that plane crash at the end of the episode, so, uh, tuned in for Ando's Power Hour!